0: Stories from around the corner.
1: And around the country.
0: You're listening to All The Best. Proudly supported by the Art Gallery of New South Wales.
2: You're listening to All The Best from FBI Radio 94.5. I'm Madura Prakash. Before we get into this week's stories, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that I'm recording from stolen Gadigal land. And pay my respect to Gadigal Elders past and present, and also recognise that the area where FBI Radio is situated, Redfern, has long been a place of storytelling, strength, resistance, and resilience for First Nations communities. You're listening to All the Best, from FBI Radio 94.5. I'm Madhura Prakash. This week stories about houses and homes. When I first moved out of home, it was a big deal for my family. It's pretty common for young Sri Lankans to stay living with their parents for a longer time than most people in their early 20s. It's a cultural thing. So when I told my parents I was moving out, unmarried and without a deposit for a house in hand, I was met with their confusion and concern. Their worries rubbed off on me, and I remember an anxiety following me in the days preceding my move. By this time, my family was on board, but suddenly I was hesitating. I worried I'd miss my family too much, I'd definitely miss the dog. Maybe I wasn't ready to try and build a home all on my own. Then on the day of the move, once the last of my family members had left my new apartment, I was faced with my feelings once and for all. Was this the right move? God, it absolutely was. I have been reveling in my independence ever since. This was something that was essential for me to grow into the person I am today. It helps that my housemates are two of the loveliest beings on the planet. I have no regrets about moving out. My family home will always be home. But I found that I can make my own home too. Our first story is an audio fiction piece. Get ready for a fun story that embodies the relatable highs and lows of today's housing market. Heads up, there are a couple of swears.
3: Box of Vivinguo. Please leave a message after the tone, or better yet, send me a text. Where are you? I'm outside. Are you wearing a purple dress? What? Then you're not outside. You know what? I can't believe you. You can't help yourself, can you? Want to know where I am? Where? Looking out the front window. Yeah, good view. So, why can't I see you? Ben. Well, why can't I see you?
4: Jesus Christ, I'm around the corner
5: will be able to see in right from the street
6: beautiful north-facing windows great for getting lots of light in the winter time head on through and i will catch up with you inside yes i'm about to go in yes three bed two bath. that's right head on in. we will be doing the auction in the backyard in about 30 minutes uh, hey there sir we've got a beautiful three bed two bath here going to auction great backyard lots of light period features Thinking around 0.0.1 for the asking, I just need to grab your name and phone number before you head in.
4: My wife's inside.
6: Sorry, mate, but I'm still going to need a name and a phone number from you before I can let you have a look around this beautiful property today. Really? I have to? What was your phone number?
4: I think you already have me in there.
6: Righto, what was your name then?
4: Vivian Guo. V-I-V-I-A-N space G-U-O. Vivian Guo.
6: Um, come on, mate.
4: I'm in touch with my feminine side.
6: You're holding up the line.
4: He's the one holding up the line.
5: All I need is a name. Don't be a bastard about it. What's going
3: on?
4: Viv, thank God.
3: What is taking you so long?
4: He is being very discriminatory and rude.
3: Excuse my husband, Harvey. This is your husband? The one and only. The very same. Come on then, I want you to see the front room. That wasn't funny.
4: I thought it was hilarious, didn't you?
3: Yeah, I think you're hilarious. When's your next set?
4: Already started, baby. Just waiting for the rest of my audience. I already know who I'm going home with, though.
3: I'm not in the mood for this. The whole thing that you do, I don't want you to do it today, okay? It's very stressful and it doesn't matter. What do you think of it?
4: The front room, um, a good light, would be nice to put the TV in.
3: It's meant to be the first bedroom.
4: There's a floor-to-ceiling window. Who are they kidding? Is there even a real living room back there, or is this it?
3: Well, I wouldn't be putting a bed in it, so I suppose it wouldn't really matter.
4: Still, I feel like they're cheating you a bit. It's not really three bedrooms if one of them's a living room, right? Depends if we wanted to- Okay,
3: okay, yeah, I get it. I basically have a two-bedroom. Still, I can rent out the other one to offset the cost. Is there room for one more in here? Just one more? (laughs) I know! Party of three coming through!
5: Everyone move over, right?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're huge.
5: Ben, when are you due? Not for a few more weeks, thank God. But it's been such a hectic time trying to find a new place. Crazy. You know, would you mind taking the other end of this? Yeah, sure. Thanks, sweetheart. I just want to get a sense of what this room would be if it be tall enough for a bunk bed. Do you have any yet? No.
4: Not yet, anyway.
5: Oh, just wait until you do. You think you're tired now.
4: You have more?
5: Yeah, 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 two more at home. And then... Dad's babysitting today. The whole house is going to be completely destroyed by the time I get back. Do you own? God, no. We're renting a two-bedroom. Gonna be a tight squeeze once it's the five of us. We're hoping we can get them to push the moving date forward a little, give us some time to settle in. I'll tell you, you're not going to find a three-bedroom on the market for as little as this in years.
3: <laughs> uh, would you excuse us for a moment, Ben?
4: I almost hope she gets the house.
3: She's not getting the house. I'm getting the house.
4: This house, it's not even as nice as our old place.
3: Well, I can't afford the rent on our old place on my own, can I? Anyway, with our pre-approval and with the market being what it is...
4: I could have sworn I saw black mould under the windowsill, plus it's not your money.
3: I don't know what to say. I thought you were with me on this.
4: I am with you. My life savings are with you. For a soon-to-be ex-husband, I think I'm being pretty- Shh.
6: 10 more minutes guys, then we will be kicking things off out of the back. I'd just like to remind you that if you are planning on bidding today, you do have to register your interest before we get started. That way, I can give you one of these little bidding cards. Remember? Beautiful property, nice hardwood floors. Won't be hard to gather the scratches out. Nice airy feel. So, what are we planning on beating today?
4: Well, we're thinking of... we might need a little bit more... Yes. Yes, we would. Uh, You
3: know, why don't you check out the grouting in the bathroom, babe?
4: I really think we need to talk more about the...
3: I know you're planning on getting out those tiles. Go on, babe. I'll be fine. Looking at the tiles,
4: yeah, it's really um, orange. I don't don't know about the grout too. Looks off, um, mould maybe.
0: Good lad, that is poor workmanship, piss poor. And the cracks in the tiles. Um, like... I wouldn't let the blokes leave my bathroom looking like this. Shoddy work. Yeah. I'd like to have a word with the owner about this. I wouldn't have let it go to sale without redoing these tiles. The sink, the toilet. I bet it's why they're selling it this cheap. They're desperate. How do you know they're desperate from a bathroom? All of this, it takes 10, 15 to do it up completely. Gut the shower, the finishings, do it up with some flat white tiles. The only reason you don't do this is if you can't afford to do it, which means they'll go low, very low. Good for me, especially good for you. Not so good for them. Low? Oh, very low. No couple is paying more than 0.3 with the way this looks. Shame, because it's got good bones. Solid bones.
4: I'm sure it does. Want to know the problem, though? What?
0: Women. Can't see to the bones in the place. Won't go above 0.3. 0.4 if it means they have to skin it. If you want the wives to bid, you need nice... White tiles, nice finishings. I've done up four places like this. Just slap on the new tiles and then you start getting the families. That's what this owner doesn't know. Are you big? Apparently. With the missus? That's right. Good one to get in on, if you can see its
3: future. Ben? In here? I hear you're bidding today. Am, I just... I hate this bathroom. The tiles? Yes, the tiles. They're hideous, don't you think? I just don't know what the owner was thinking. Putting it on the market and expecting the new owner to go to the effort of gutting the place. Could be a good thing for you. You never know. Well, I know I'm not going above 0.1. 0.1? For the inconvenience. It's unacceptable. You'll be lucky to find a shoebox for that. And I expect you've already expressed your
0: interest, have you? No, no. Don't lead to conclusions here. I am number 162 down the block, and I just want to know what this one sells for. Fantastic. Um. George. Yes. George. Could I borrow my husband for a minute? He hasn't seen upstairs
4: yet. He's all yours.
3: You know, the low ceilings don't matter if it's a bedroom. You're just going to be lying down in here anyway, right?
4: Easy for you to say. I almost just got brained coming in here.
3: Well, it's not like you'll be living here, is it? God, tell me that you aren't going to screw this up for me. I won't. Promise me. I promise you. Because I can't handle it. I really can't handle it if I have to come back with you Saturday after Saturday to look at places that just get worse and worse.
4: Yeah, I know you can't. All I'm saying is that the ceilings are a little low.
3: I know they're low. Just like I know there's an orange bathroom and not even a real bloody living room.
4: If you already hate it, then why are you buying it?
3: Because I need to consider my future. And I feel like crap taking your money. I do. But I will pay you back for it. And this place will sell for twice the price in a couple of years. You've got to know that. Actually, how are you supposed to know that when you didn't even show up for our last appointment with the broker? Which I still had to pay for, by the way. I
4: just don't understand why you have to have such a stick up your ass every time you talk to me. You said you were bidding on this place, then I get a call from you at 7 this morning, telling me I have to be here. You tell me who's being unreasonable.
3: I said I didn't know if I was going to bid. If you listen to anything that I say, which you clearly don't, then you would know that I didn't know about whether I was going to bid.
4: I do listen. You
3: don't! You haven't listened to a single thing I've said today! Okay! I'm sorry. You're sorry? Yeah. What are you sorry for?
4: That's pushing it. You know... You know what you're doing. I don't know anything about this. You're right. You're right.
3: Oh my god. We're starting.
6: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, let's start the beating off in a healthy way. Serious bids only, Fox? No $1 bids, no lowball bids. What do we think? Start the beating off somewhere around 1, yeah? Or 1.1? 1. 1. Do I hear 1.1? Don't be shy. Do I hear 1.1? Remember, first bit of the day gets a free bottle of champagne. All right, 1.1. Do I hear 1.1? Yeah. And a free bottle of champagne for you.
4: Thanks. Not bad. Well done.
6: It could have been any of you, but she was brave enough to start the beating. Fox, we've heard 1.1. Now do we hear 1.2? 1.2? Do we hear 1.2? 1.2! We've got 1.2! (laughs) 1.21! Trying to keep the value down over here. Seems like we have a bit of strategy. But I'm looking for a jump on the next one. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is a beautiful property. Three bedrooms, lovely period features. Do we hear 1.25? 1.25, thinking about the glorious sunshine in the morning, folks. 1.25. And over here, miss, do we 1. hear 1.26? 1.3. Oh, making the jump up the back. Very well done. Now, do we hear 1.4? 1.4? 1.4. Oh.
3: What? Come on. I can go to 1.42. With my bonus, I can go for it.
6: Come on. And 1.4. We've heard 1.4 from the lady up the front. Do we have here 1.41? 1.41. 1.41. Do we hear? 1.42. And 1.42. What do we think? 1.42? 1.42. Okay. 1.42 ladies and gentlemen. Is this property going for 1.42 today? Or do we have another bidder 1.42? Let's hear it for 1.42. Okay, let's go in once at 1.42. Once at 1.42. Going twice at 1.42. Going
0: 1.8. And
6: we've heard 1.8 over here. Just in time. What? 1.8 over here. Do we have more than 1.8? Oh,
5: damn.
3: He said he wasn't bidding.
6: Nobody. Looks like the gentleman over here has it for 1.8. 1.8 going once For 1.8 going twice For 1.8 going three times And for 1.8 And sold for 1.8 to the gentleman on the side I can't
3: believe it, what am I gonna do? i am be renting for the rest of my life, I can't have kids, I won't retire till I'm 80 I'm sorry oh, It's bullshit Oh, congratulations
4: Yeah, congratulations
0: Don't take it too hard kids, i fixed up the bathroom and sell it back to you next year
6: are you with me? That's right. Just some papers for you to sign in the kitchen.
3: 1.8? It doesn't even have a living room.
6: It's a competitive market at the moment. Off the record, but you could always cash out your super if you want to really maximize your borrowing capacity.
2: That story was written and edited by Lucy Bailey. Ivana Ho was the producer. Voice acting was done by Nicole Alacantara, George McMillan, Echo Liu, and Lucy Bailey. You're listening to All The Best, from FBI Radio 94.5. I'm Madura Prakash. Are you interested in creating your very own audio story? All The Best is dedicated to supporting emerging storytellers, You don't need any experience, just enthusiasm. If you're interested, get in touch with us at allthebestradio.com. In our next story, while selling their house of almost 30 years, Tian's family reflects on their memories of the place they called home and face the uncertainty of their futures.
7: This is, sorry, was, my family home. It was sold a few months ago when my parents split. A beautiful old bungalow in the bustling beachside suburb, Glenelg South. High ceilings, worn-in timber floorboards, smooth, solid brick walls. There was a sparkly golden light that shone through the side windows in the afternoon there was the sound of families on their way to the beach. And in my mind, I could always smell freshly baked bread from the bread cooker. I'm almost 30, and I haven't lived here for probably 10 years. But I still consider this my home. Since moving out, I've always lived close by dropping in to pick up my mail, which I'd never bothered to redirect, that old uni textbook or my spare set of keys. We had family Sunday night dinners and I'd occasionally still have sleepovers when my partner was away. This house, 33 Broadway, has always been the constant in my life. Every other house since has been just that, a house, temporary and lacking any real connection. Saying goodbye got me thinking, what made this place so special? What made this house a home? And now that it's gone, is home lost forever? I decided to ask my family about the house and their memories of it. <laughs> is it recording? Yeah. Bring the drink to it. closer. Uh, just so you can have a drink and something.
8: fine. So you're nervous too, aren't you? No, I'm just No, <laughs> You are. This is my mum, Chris. I remember Hayley's engagement party... Oh, my God, that was the best party
7: ever. Yeah, I remember... And this is my dad, Lawrence. Yeah, and just I interviewed yeah. them separately.
1: That beautiful kitchen, I think that's probably one of the things that... The aspects of it that i would always remember is to be in the back garden, looking back into the... Into the house. Uh, and the, yeah, the lighting and the pictures on the wall... And that that sort of sunset time, uh, twilight time, that warm feeling that the house gave—I think I always remember that. And then the sounds of everybody there and the music, sitting around the dinner table—yeah, memories I definitely always have. Of it.
8: I remember when you um, had a—you used to do lemonade stalls and do little uh, garage sales out by the front front gate and you sold all your Barbies. That was really that was really cute. Oh and then we used to go out in the back laneway and do hot marshmallows. We used to get a little fire going in the back laneway. We used to toast marshmallows and have story time and it was great wasn't it?
9: Mm-hmm.
8: We used to ring the dinner bell when you used to have to come in for dinner because you'd be playing in the laneway with the kids over the back.
9: Although actually, now now that I recall about the TV room, I do...
7: This is my older sister, Hayley. I,
9: I can distinctively remember the sound of your feet running up and down the hallway in the ad breaks <laughs> of a TV show to, like, go get a packet of tiny teddies from the, the kitchen and then running back up the hallway back to the TV room.
8: <laughs> I miss the familiarity of going to a cupboard and knowing where everything is and I hearing the neighbours or just everything, just knowing where all the light switches are and, you know, the little creaks in the floorboards and I just the smells of the house and the garden and the just being able to walk up to the shops and see Dennis the butcher or just walking out the front gate and you see all these people that you know and, you know, it's a sense of community that I think you miss more than anything.
7: It was all of these things. The familiar, the light at certain times, the smells, the sounds, the moments. I remember when mum and dad would have dinner parties and I'd have to go to bed. I'd love listening to the music and laughter as I trailed off to sleep. I remember grabbing a meat tenderizer, which looked a lot like a hammer, and I sat on the parquetry floor, banging divots into it. I remember climbing the twisted old plum tree in the backyard to pick the sweet, deep purple fruit, plum juice running down my chin and staining my clothes, and that oak tree.
1: I guess we had th- so many different Christmases and um, birthday parties in that back garden under uh, uh, what? What was a, a growing oak tree that um, Hayley had planted?
9: There was a really big oak tree in Gran's house and I'd, you know, as we always do, went fossicking out in the backyard and I'd collected up all of the acorns from under the tree and brought them home and I must have thought it would be a really fun idea just to, like, put them in the ground and, and grow them all. Um, and so, yeah, for as long as I can remember, we've had this big oak tree that was... The, the baby sister of the one from Gran's house so but um, yeah no I think it's it's definitely a nice thing because you just like obviously we were observing watching it grow the whole time we were there but I guess it was also watching us grow the whole time that we were in the house as well so it's pretty nice <laughs>
7: It's funny, when I asked my family about the house, we all seemed to come up with similar stories. Stories of us, our family, our friends, neighbours, the community, the memories, the moments in time. We weren't talking so much of the house itself, but the stage it provided for all of those wonderful years all of the wonderful memories.
1: I think I realised that, you know, it wasn't so much the house, the fabric of the house itself. It was what existed in that space. It was what, uh, you know, what happened there and what the conversation, the music, uh, the smells.
8: I suppose it's what, when you lose someone you know passes it's the same thing it's you know you've still got the shell of the person but the actual soul and heart of a person's gone it's the same as the house you know you've got that you know all those cherished memories and you know a house is it breathes and it's got life in it when there's whether good times or bad times there's that soul in it
7: There's this quote from the movie Garden State by Zach Braff. In it, his character says, You won't ever have this feeling again until you create a new idea of home for yourself. You know, for your kids. For the family you start. It's like a cycle or something. I don't know, but I miss the idea of it, you know. I feel that. And then he says... Maybe that's all family really is a group of people that miss the same imaginary place. Maybe it's time, time to create my own version. Of 33 Broadway.
2: That story was produced by Tian Cook. Eugenia Zalchenko was the supervising producer. All The Best would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we make these stories and pay our respects to Elders past and present. All The Best is made at FBI Radio on Gadigal land in association with SIN and 3 R on Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung lands and 8CCC on Orunde and Waramungu lands. The All The Best editorial manager is Mal Chun, And Phoebe Adler-Ryan is our production manager. Our social media producer is Isabella Lee. Patrick McKenzie is our community coordinator. Shining Bird composed our theme music and Annie Hamilton designed the artwork. We're heard across Australia on the Community Radio Network. And we're made possible by the Art Gallery of New South Wales and the Community Broadcasting Foundation. You can find our full archive of more than 500 episodes at allthebestradio.com. I'm Madhura Prakash. Thanks for listening.